Chapter 12 The Tale of Kitty Katy Did. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. N. Graber. The Tale of Kitty Katy Did by Arthur Scott Bailey. Chapter 12 A Present for Kitty. Mr. Frog had a delightful time listening to the remarks of his callers, who had no idea that he was so near at hand. And as the weather grew colder, they began to shiver, and their voices began to shake. And by the time it was almost dark, all the waiting company were quite discouraged. "'I'll never be able to stay out tonight,' Chirpy Cricket declared. "'I'm so cold now that I can scarcely move.' And it was the same with everybody else. Even Freddy Firefly complained that his light didn't warm him in the least, and he said he would have to go home at once. Mr. Crow will be very angry with us tomorrow when he learns we haven't called on Kitty Katy did, somebody remarked, and a hush fell upon the company. But Chirpy Cricket had a happy thought which made them all feel better. Kitty Katy did won't stay out of doors on a night like this, he suddenly exclaimed. He'll find some snug place to creep into, and we wouldn't be able to find him in Farmer Green's dooryard even if we tried to. That's so, Chirpy's companion shouted. Then there's no need of our freezing here any longer, waiting for that wretched tailor, Mr. Frog, said Freddy Firefly. And somehow Mr. Frog did not smile quite so widely over that speech. Nevertheless, he was pleased on the whole, and not waiting to watch the shivering party leave the neighborhood, he set off at once towards Farmer Green's house, making first for the river, which ran near the farm buildings, because Mr. Frog did not like to travel by land. Because the air was cool, the water felt all the warmer, and by the time Mr. Frog had reached his journey's end, he was almost overheated. Besides, as he noticed, it was not so cold in Farmer Green's dooryard as it had been by the creek. He stopped for a few moments to cool himself in the watering trough. Then he hopped briskly on to the front yard. To his great delight, he had scarcely reached the clump of maple trees when right above him he heard Kitty Katydid's famous refrain. "'Good evening,' Mr. Frog called. "'I've brought a little present for you all the way from the creek.' "'How do you do?' said Kitty Katy did. It's a cool night, isn't it? You won't mind the weather when you put this on, Mr. Frog replied, holding up the small garment he had made that afternoon. What's that? Kitty Katy did asked. An overcoat, fashioned expressly for you by the finest tailor in Pleasant Valley, said Mr. Frog very proudly. You're exceedingly kind, I'm sure, said Kitty and he was about to jump down and slip into the coat when he noticed that Mr. Frog had an extremely wide mouth. Suppose, after slipping into the coat, he should find himself slipping down the tailor's throat. Just hang the coat on a twig. I'll get into it a little later, Kitty Katy did suggested. I see, Mr. Frog cried. That's your way of accepting a gift, and I wouldn't dream of quarreling with you about that. So I'll hang the coat right here and go back to the watering trough to wet my feet. While I'm gone, you can try the coat on and tell me how you like it when I come back. I hope it's a green one, said Kitty Katy did somewhat anxiously, 
for if it isn't green, I couldn't wear it, you know. I always wear green. It's my favorite color. Ah, trust me not to make a mistake, Mr. Frog chuckled happily. And then he withdrew, but he could not help pausing for a moment to look back and watch while Kitty sprang down from his tree and took his new coat from the twig on which the tailor had hung it. End of chapter 12